At 5 a.m. in the morning of the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. In a railroad car outside of campaign, I'm not saying that right, France. The armistice was signed which ended World War I. This day was first known as Armistice Day. And later it was changed to Veterans Day. It's a day set aside to honor all veterans both living and dead, who have served in the military of the United States of America. And today, uh, we want to honor you, and we want to say thank you. So if you would, we'll just take just a moment and uh, focus your attention up here. We're going to show you a video. Amen. I would, I would like to ask our veterans, if you would, if you can, if you would stand and just come 
stand right here for just a moment and let us thank you and honor you for your great sacrifice. These men and women today, they're our heroes. They've sacrificed their time, their wants, their health, their safety by serving the United States of America. All gave some, and some gave all. As pastor, on behalf of the Lord's house, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for giving of yourself so that today we can celebrate the freedoms that we enjoy. It's been said, and it's true, that it's the veteran, not the reporter, that's given us freedom of the press. It's the veteran, not the poet, that's given us freedom of speech. It's the veteran, not the campus organizer, that's given us freedom to assemble. It's the veteran, not the politician, that's given us the right to vote. It's the veteran, not the preacher, that has given us freedom of religion. Today, these men stand here as veterans. The definition, those men that is willing to sacrifice and give to serve this great nation, the United States of America. And today we honor them and we say thank you. I'm, I want to invite Sister Anna Bastunas to come just for a moment. She has done she has done such an amazing job teaching in history and t- keeping our kids motivated and teaching patriotism. And it's because of her that we have the gifts and the videos that she does every year. And we will say a big thank you. But she wants to honor you today. Well, I'm a teacher. And <laughs> teachers have to start with definitions. Is that right? <laughs> um, patriotism is simply loving your country, a pa- having a passion to serve it, to protect it. And to defend it. So many times we think of patriotism as an attitude that's based in pride. But truly it should be based in humility. And with profound gratitude for the blessings. We are the recipients of the sacrifices of previous generations. And it's so important, especially to teach young people, to honor those who've gone before and those who've sacrificed. We have, un- we have so many patriotic holidays in this country. We have a day to honor the flag. We have a day to honor the Constitution. Of course, we have Independence Day. Memorial Day honors those who've given their lives in service to the country. And then we have Veterans Day. James Madison's the father of the Constitution. He said, if all men were angels, we wouldn't need government. <clears throat> yeah. But all men aren't angels, are they? No. There is evil in the world, and evil needs to be restrained. Uh, Those that are innocent need to be protected, and those that do evil need to be punished. And that's what government is for. But when you think of history, history, when you think of the governments of pharaohs and kings and emperors and monarchs, it's not been a government that's protected. It's often oppressed people. It's a biblical idea that government is to do us good. The Bible says the government is to do us good. And it's to, again, punish the evildoer and protect, protect those that uh, would be innocent. And that's, an, that's a Christian idea. And so the liberty that we enjoy flows from that Christian idea. 
And so in the same way that we need to be protected, a nation needs to be protected. And that's what those that have, have served in uniform have done. Some of these gentlemen have seen things they've probably never wanted to speak of again. Okay? Some of them work behind the scenes. You know, for every soldier on the field, it takes 10 behind the scenes. Fixing the trucks, cooking the meals, right? Logistics, getting, getting things from one plate, plate, point A to point B. And so we, we are so grateful. We are so indebted to you and so thankful to you. Um, I had some of the little kids were writing letters to the veterans, and this one little child wrote, I love liberty. <laughs> I thought, how simple, but how profound. We're a blessed people. All we have to do is look around the world, and we, we realize we are blessed. And uh, I love liberty, too, and we love liberty. You know, when a, a veteran dies, the American flag is folded into a triangle, and it's presented to a family member or to the widow uh, or widower. And, and a, the statement is said, receive this on behalf of a grateful nation. And we would say to you, with our thanks today, would you receive our thanks on behalf of a grateful people here today? Yes. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> going to have it. At this time, we just want to pre- present you with just a, a, a memento, a thank you, and uh, hopefully you'll be blessed and touched. Amen. All right, I'm just going to... I'm going to start right here on the end. Y'all can just pass this down. And just give us your name and the, the branch you served in and maybe the years you served and anything like that. I'm John Henry Johnson. I served in 61 and 62. I was drawn up during the Berlin crisis. It never turned into a war, but I was there. Wow. Yes. What branch did you serve in? In the Army. Army. <laughs> My name is Dale Huffman. I served in the U.S. Army in 1966 through 1969. I am a Vietnam veteran. Now I'm just a soldier. Thank y'all. My name is Sammy Young. I served in the 19, uh, 1961 and 62 during the Berlin crisis. I was in a Texas Army National Guard, 49th Armored Division. Dick Barnett, 68 to 71, United States Army. I was in Vietnam. Um, I just, that's all I got. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Gary Willer. That's like Miller upside down. <laughs> no, I'm not running for office. <laughs> like uh, the gentleman here, I'm Vietnam, U.S. Army, 66 to 68 is the time I served. I was a lucky one. I was only in country. They call it in country when you're, when you're in Vietnam or a foreign country. I was there less than six months. Wow. That's a, uh, I was lucky. I missed the monsoon. You've probably heard of the tremendous rain they have in the month. I didn't have any of that. I want to say um, thank you all. Thank you. And God bless America. Amen. Amen.
Billy Hall, Marine Corps, 1968 through 1970, uh, Vietnam, and wish every all you Marines happy birthday today yes. is Marine Corps birthday. That's right. Happy birthday. <laughs> Name Larry Blevins, uh, served in the United States Marine Corps. Hoorah! Hoorah! <laughs> uh, I went to a Panama incident. They went to go get Noriega when he was uh, stealing. <laughs> uh, I also was in a Vietnam incident, but it was after the war was over. Uh, like they say, you don't want to go and ask some, some questions of what you did. I still had some problems. Wait up. We went to go look for the bodies and uh, dog tags wow. after the war. I saw a lot of stuff that uh, only God can yeah. uh, bring you back to what you need to be peace. Yes. Yes. Everything was profound, and, but it was what I had to do. So uh, it also brought me to my knees. And, uh, I'm glad I'm here, and uh, God bless America. Amen. After hearing some of the dates these guys were in, we're some old guys up here. <laughs> I was in the Civil War, fellas. <laughs> uh, my name is Tim Wilbur, served in the United States Army from 1975 to 1978. Went in right at the tail end of the Vietnam era. Fortunately, I did all my service time at Fort Knox, Kentucky, where all the gold is. So I'm a veteran of the United States Army. However, there is another army I've enlisted in. Oh, come on. I'm enlisted as a soldier in a mighty army band. I'm marching up to glory, got my weapon in my hand. I've heard the captain give the orders, and they don't include retreat. We're marching towards a border of a land with no defeat. Hallelujah. God bless you, and God bless America. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please stand, and let's honor these brave men. Thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I say thank you for these men who have served our great nation. And Father, we're grateful. We're thankful. Lord, today we appreciate and honor their sacrifice. And Lord, only you and them know what they went through. The days, the nights, what they saw, what they experienced, and what they still experience and suffer today. Lord, I pray that you would touch these men from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. That, Lord, you would restore anything and everything that they feel was taken or lost or stolen or hurt or damaged or harmed anyway. We thank you, Lord, that for their sacrifice, we enjoy freedom. And we thank you, Lord, that more young men and young women would see their sacrifice and see their bravery and today would say here am I I'll fight I'll serve 
for future generations. For if everyone turned their back and everyone was not willing to go, we wouldn't have the freedom we have today. So thank you for those willing. We pray for those today that are serving, protecting our nation around this world. Keep them safe, protect them, let your angels surround them and bless their homes and their families. And on this Veterans Day weekend, tomorrow as many visit tombs and read names on a wall and get together, Lord. I pray that hearts are mended, lives are touched, families are ministered to. And our veterans feel the love of a grateful nation. And today we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. One more time, give them a big hand clap of appreciation. Thank you, gentlemen. Many of these guys talked about being lucky. My father was in the United States Army. Him and my mom had met and he was sent off. Went through boot camp and they're getting ready to go to Korea. His platoon is getting everything geared up and ready to go. And mom is home praying, Lord, send him home. Send him home, as I'm sure many wives and mothers and girlfriends did. But dad fell and knocked his shoulder out of place. He had an old football injury and uh, fell and knocked it out of place. And he just wanted to get up. I mean, just get up. Let's put this thing back in. And they wouldn't let him. They made him lay on the cold, frozen ground of which he got pneumonia. So now he's laid up in the hospital with a shoulder, bad, and pneumonia. And they came in and said, you want to go home? Well, what kind of question is that? He said, yeah. And they shipped him home. His whole platoon got sent to Korea. And none of them made it back. I wouldn't be here today. This church wouldn't be here today. None of the vision, nothing that happened. I'm telling you, uh, that doesn't happen to all, everyone. Uh, but God had a plan. And uh, he did enlist him in another army. And he was a faithful soldier for the army of the Lord. That's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about another veteran. So so another definition of veteran is a person who's had a long experience in a particular field. And I want to talk to you today about a young man who uh, had a, a long period. 30 years of preaching the gospel after his conversion before he was martyred at the hands of Nero, a Roman emperor. Talking about Paul. And Paul wrote some things to Timothy. And I'm telling you, if, if you're thinking about any of you young men or young ladies are looking or thinking about enlisting, you can go talk to some of these gentlemen. And they can tell you, they'll all have their branch that they think you should go to. Because they're loyal. And they will tell you what you need to do to be prepared. And they can tell you how easy and uh, how comfortable boot camp will be. (laughs) And they can tell you what it's going to take to be successful. If you think it's a picnic, you need to talk to some of these guys. But you know what they'll tell you? Do it. 
It's worth it. It's worth serving your country. Uh, there's, there's just nothing. It takes people who are willing. But we also, and they'll pass on their wisdom and their knowledge. And uh, they can all tell you some war stories. They're not all pretty. Paul being beaten and shipwrecked and bruised and left for dead many times. And he's wounded by the gospel. And he's been a faithful soldier. And Timothy's coming up. And he has some instruction for him that I want to give to you today. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard from me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. Who shall be able to teach others also? Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a good soldier. Everybody say, I've been chosen. Some of you were chosen. By a letter in the mail. (laughs) Some of you got an invitation. Some of you went willfully and signed up. But whatever, however you got there, you served faithfully. And Paul's declaring to Timothy some things that I just want to share with you a little bit. And number one, he said, be strong. In the armed forces, you've got to be strong. When you go to boot camp, they break you down, and then they build you up. Brother Tim said he was 17. He he, he said he had never been hollered at like that before. (laughs) But he had never been married, so, you know, he didn't know. Uh, (laughs) Listen, this is what my daddy said. I didn't say this. My daddy said in the Bible... The Bible says when a man got married, he had to stay home for a year. And then he could go to war. My daddy said after spending a year at home with your wife, you're ready to go kill somebody. (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) Be strong. I'm telling you, but they get get you in boot camp and they begin to, to tear you down, break you down, wake you up early, put you out there packing and walking and running and and they begin to build you up and they're building your strength and they're building your stamina and they're building your mental toughness listen if you're gonna be in the fight you can't be weak this is a good the bible says it's a good fight we're fighting a good fight i always say a good fight when you win and we win this battle have you read the end of the book we win Oh, we're going to go through some battles now and then, but we've already won the war. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, but we're going to have to learn to be strong. Paul told Timothy to be strong, not in physical strength, though. That, that, that's a requirement in the, in, in the military. But in the Lord's army, he said, I want you to be strong in the grace of Christ Jesus. If you're going to endure serving the Lord, you're going to have to be strong in grace. What is grace? 
unmerited favor. Oh, we sing amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Come on, you've got to understand that with every battle we face, through every trial that comes along, with every temptation, God's grace is what's going to keep you. Thank God. Amen. When they say there's no atheist in a foxhole. When the bullets start flying, when things, somebody, they're calling on God, amen, for protection and for safety. When we get in the battle of life, thank God we've got God's grace backing us up. I'm not fighting this thing alone. Amen, I've got backup. God's grace will see me through whatever comes. Every soldier's got to have the backing of the government, the backing of the commander-in-chief. Amen. Paul said, Timothy, you've got to be strong in the grace of Christ Jesus because we've got one that backs us up. We've got one that's called us. And he has not only called us, but he's equipping us. And he will anoint us to fight the battle. And God's grace will see us through. Amen? God's grace. It doesn't come through positive thinking. It doesn't come from Hare Krishna and from... Buddha or from Allah. He said, you've got to have the grace of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you've got to have the, the grace in this world. Like Jesus, when they slap you, you turn the other cheek. When they say all manner of evil about you, you just love your enemy. You pray for those that despitefully use you. See, it, it, it's different than in regular war. See, in regular war, if somebody shoots at you, what do you do? You shoot back, and you hope you're a better aim. Oh, but in God's army, I mean, we don't, we, we're not fighting with swords and spears and with guns and, uh, and knives and rocks. I'm telling you, there's always been people, if, if evil's in a person's heart, they'll find a way to kill you. But we've got to find a way to show the grace of God. In the midst of battle, we stand and we allow God's grace to work in our lives. He said, be strong. What am I going to be strong in today? In the grace of God. And then Paul said, commit. Commit. Now, there's several words. One word to commit is, means to give over something in, in the care of another or protection or performance. Uh, to give trust to someone. But what Paul is talking here when he's talking to Timothy, when he says, commit thou to others as I've committed to you. He's saying, pass it on. We've seen these guys today. I mean, they're, they're here and they're passing on their bravery. They're passing on their history and their stories. And, and people look at their lives and go, wow, I've got something I can look up to. They've got so much that they can pass on. As Christians, as believers, as fighters in the good fight of faith, we have things that we need to pass on to the young people. Come on, older ladies that said, give wisdom to the younger, older men, give wisdom and knowledge to the young men and, and, and teach them and tell them, why do we, you know, it's amazing how somebody, you go through life and you, you, you struggle to learn and then we see kids struggling and we go, well, they just need to learn on their own. Oh, come on, I'd rather learn from somebody else. Why do I need to go through all that myself? Now, there's some people just so hard-headed. They, they, they don't, you know, they won't believe you if you tell them it hurts to run into that wall. They got to run into it for themselves. Well, bless your little heart. You go right ahead. But I don't have to. I can look at other people's bumps and bruises and brokenness and bloodiness and go, you know what? 
That's not a good thing. I don't have to do it. I need to learn from example. And I need to be able to pass on my knowledge and my wisdom and my battles to my children and to those uh, that are coming up behind me, hoping that they'll use some of it for their good. Amen? Commit. Pass on. So many. Thinking about my mom and dad and grandmother and all the ones that, men lived and fought the good fight of faith. And what all they passed on to me. Sometimes we look and we go, wow, man, I'm not living up to it. But I'm doing my best. And then I'm doing my best to leave something to my children. Always, what do we always hope for our children? That they do better than us, don't we? Yeah. That we give them the tools to, to go further, to do more. That we commit to them all that we have. Commit to passing it on. What are you passing on today? Verse 3, he said, endure. 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 What does that mean? To put up with. Say, Pastor, what does that mean? It's just like what you do every Sunday when I'm preaching. You you endure it. (laughs) You put up with it till the end. I'm glad I didn't get an amen. Just laughs. <laughs> Brother Dell said, not ever Sunday. Just <laughs> Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In this world, you will have tribulation. Brother Cody said it earlier. It's not always a bed of roses. Life is tough. Life is hard. My little saying is this. Life is hard, but it's harder when you're stupid. (laughs) I've tried it both ways. I know. It's just harder when you do stupid stuff. Endure hardness. Don't give up. Don't quit. Man, we, we, we have raised, I don't, Lord, have mercy on this next generation. We are raising some, I don't know what they are. I mean, they, they want to quit everything. If anything's a little difficult, I mean, I just want to whine and cry and I just, where, endure hardness. Life is tough. Things will always go your way. Come on, suck it up. Stand up. My mama used to sing a song, learn to smile through your tears. Hold your head up high and give this world a smile. Come on, get up and put on a smile on your face and get out there in the world and love on people and love Jesus knowing one day He's going to call our name and we're going to get to go to heaven and spend eternity. But while we're here, let's make the best of our life. Endure hardness as a good soldier. How many like soldiers that go AWOL? That defects it. We have too many defectors in the army of God. Too many quitters. Too many people that started out in the fight, but it got hard. And let me tell you the worst thing. It's it's, it's the worst thing in the natural, and it's the worst thing in the spiritual. And that's friendly fire. It's horrible. When our young men and young women 
are injured and killed from our own gunfire or bombs or got in the way or something didn't got, go right or the, the, the coordinations were off and it hits our own guys. And the, I mean, it, it, that's horrible. But I'm telling you, there's more Christians have, have, have left the fight because of friendly fire than ever what the devil did. It's not the devil that got them. It was somebody bayoneted them in the back. Oh, that's good preaching right there. That's what t- <laughs> Anybody ever been bayoneted in the back? Come on. You're like, you, you just want to turn around and go, I thought we were on the same team. I mean, why? Why are you shooting me? Why are you stabbing me? Why are you hurting me? Come on. We're on the same team. We wear the same uniform. Amen. We're on our way to the same place. Amen. We've been saved by the same Jesus. Why are we fighting one another? It doesn't matter if they don't look like you, act like you, if they're the same color of you, if they have the same car as you or the house or live on the same side of town. It doesn't matter if we're on the same team. Let's stop hurting and killing each other. Let's start loving each other and backing each other up and giving each other support. And when we see a wounded soldier, we're not going to leave them behind. But we're going to risk our life, amen, to get them and drag them to safety. And see them healed and restored and get them back in the fight. Endure hardness. Some of our soldiers, I can imagine what they went through. Hunger and thirst and cold and wet and disease. Injury. Maybe someday. If Brother Billy ever wanted to. or If y'all heard his testimony. Sister Katie. New married couple. What he went through. And the injuries. But you think, well, yeah, but that was back then. No, 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 no. Shrapnel steal all through his body, constantly coming to the top, hitting nerves, surgeries. He lives every day still in the pain of what happened. Many of you in the army of God are still living today in the pain of your past injury, of your hurt. Oh, but there's, there's healing, there's restoration. One day, one day, Brother Billy, woo, one day you're going to get your leg back, your fingers. One day you won't have shrapnel all through your body anymore. You won't have to be in the pain. But thank you. Someday he might share his testimony. Powerful, stir your heart I, I wish maybe next year, remind me, next year before a few weeks before Veterans Day, uh, some of you veterans just remind me. I want you guys to just bring me your pictures. I'd love to, it's like I pictured y'all's picture on Facebook. Some of you have post y'all's pictures on Facebook. I'd love to see y'all in uniform back when you were young, in your prime, strong. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't see your, I'm going to go back and look at that picture. I didn't remember your ears sticking out. I want to see that. <laughs> 
But these, some of these guys have endured hardness. But you don't hear them complaining about it. They're not out there telling everybody, don't do it, it's not worth it. No. Come on, let's fight the good fight of faith and let's endure. Let's overcome. We're victorious. Amen. Jesus had to endure the cross. But he did it because he loved you and me. There was a bigger plan. There was a bigger purpose. He had to, he had to look beyond the cross and see the resurrection. Come on, look beyond the fight and see the victory. Look at what you're fighting for. For future generations. Endure hardness. Let's move on. Verse 4. He said... Paul said, he gave another view, he says, no man, warreth that no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. What's he saying? He's saying, stay focused. Stay focused on the task at hand. Stay focused on what you've been assigned to do. Stay focused on your calling. Stay focused on what you were trained and taught and the instruction and the orders that you were given. You don't find a whole lot of soldiers out there that were trained and and taught communications out there on the front lines. Uh, can, Can you imagine this? What are you doing? Well... I didn't like what I was doing. I wanted to go do what he was doing. You don't see them swapping over and, you know, hey, I like your gun better than mine. Your boots look, can we we swap? Listen, come on, use what you've been issued. Do what you've been called to do. Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to walk in somebody else's boots. Stop trying to use somebody else's weapon. God has given you what you need. Stay in your lane. Stay focused on what God has called you to do and you will be successful. So many times we're not successful and we're unhappy because we keep doing this and that and this and we never stick to nothing. Stay focused. Keep doing what God's called you to do. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Don't let things distract you. Paul told the church at Philippi and Philippians, I press forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I've got a goal. There's a prize. Church, there's a prize. Heaven. We just, I don't know if all of you may not have known, we had Sister Earlene Johnson's funeral yesterday. She passed away. But I, I, I talked a little bit about John 14 where it says, I go to prepare a place for you. He said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. I just basically talked about she believed. She was a believer. She believed in God. She believed in Jesus. She believed in heaven. She loved church and she loved her church family. And man, now she's getting to experience everything she believed. Come on, stay focused and believe. Get a, get, know that there's a goal. You're not living for yourself. You're not fighting for yourself. But there's a prize to be won. He says, I'm going to skip on down verse 15. He says that, that we need to be mature and that we, we need to grow up. He said we need to walk by the same rules. And, and in verse 17, he said if you see someone that with the same idea, uh, and let them go along and be an example. Come on, let's, 
pass it on. Let's stay focused, knowing that we've got to, others are watching us. We've got to be an example. And then, I mean, just, just knowing, Paul said there's a goal, and that goal, verse 4, he says, is to please the commander. Look what it said. That he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Who chose you? All of these men here. Before they went to fight. They raised their right hand. And they said this. I do solemnly swear or affirm. That I will support and defend the constitution of the United States. Against all armies foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. And that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to the regulations and the uniform code of the military justice. So help me God. And then they knew they had one supreme commander. That's the President of the United States. They may not always like the instruction, but they follow it. You follow your commander-in-chief. The goal, he's Paul said, to please him who hath chosen you. We have been chosen by Almighty God. We have been bought with a price. Jesus gave his life and died. He shed his blood to enlist us in the army of God. To declare the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our goal is to endure. Our goal is to commit ourselves. Our goal is to be faithful. Our goal is to stay focused. And our goal is to please Him who hath called us. I don't always like His instructions. But I need to learn to obey him, don't I? Because he knows what's best. He sees the big picture. And I've got to learn to honor his word and honor God. And even when it's tough. And I don't know why he wants me to do that. And I don't know why he wants me to go there. And I don't know why. I just learn to say, yes, sir. Huh? Yeah. We need to learn that. I'm good at yes, ma'am. But I need to learn to say say yes, sir. (laughs) Y'all know I play a lot, don't you? I did, I did. uh, Sister Walletto did tell me earlier, though. She, uh, I asked him, I asked him, where'd you serve? And she said, right now he serves me. (laughs) He stood up straight. Amen. Jesus said behold I stand at the door and knock and if any man will hear my voice and open the door I will come in and fellowship with him I I mean listen he's calling your name but he doesn't he doesn't just force you you've got to willingly enlist 
He invites you. I stand at the door and knock. Do you want to be part of the family of God? Do you want to be in the army of God? Do you want to fight the good fight of faith? It's the best fight. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. These military guys, they know about duty. What's your duty? Come on. You better get, you better get about it. You better get to doing it, you know. Uh, growing up, one of my favorite shows, and, and I pretty much can quote, I, I know every episode. When I had surgery on my eyes, it's what I watched because I could lay there for 30 minutes or a couple of hours. I watched several episodes. They had my eyes, never opened my eyes, and I knew every single thing going on. I could see it. And that was MASH 4077. I know it's not really like that. <laughs> it's not like that, I know. It's tough. It's worth it. You're sitting here today and, man, are you in the army of the Lord? Are you in the service of the commander-in-chief? Are you strong in grace? Are you committing yourself to the gospel to others? Are you enduring hardness as a good soldier? Or are you retreating? Are you staying focused on what's really important? Are you getting sidetracked? It was Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln, commander-in-chief of the Union Forces, he... It was a great burden in the time and a lot of things happening. And one morning he met with a group of ministers for a prayer meeting, prayer breakfast. Different ministers spoke about the different needs they had and what they needed to pray for. And one of them said, Mr. President, let's pray that God is on our side. Lincoln's response said, no, gentlemen, let's pray we're on God's side. Come on, church, we don't have a side. We got to get on his side. We got to get on the side of right. It doesn't matter what anybody else or what people say or what they try to legislate. Right is right, wrong is wrong, sin is sin, and let's make sure we're on God's side. Let's stop trying to get people on our side and see my point of view. No, no, no. I, I, my only tr thing is what does the Word of God say and make sure I'm lined up with that. Because the commander-in-chief has already given the orders. I just got to make sure I'm following. Doing my duty. Staying focused. Enduring hardship. And on God's side. Amen. Paul said. Let's read this one last thing. 1951 old veteran soldier. Some of you might have heard of him. General Douglas MacArthur. Gave a speech to the joint sessions of Congress. And he closed the speech by saying, Old soldiers never die. They just fade away. But Paul, a soldier of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Over 2,000 years ago, he died. But man, his words hadn't faded away. Today, I still say them. I fought a good fight. I've finished my course, huh? I have kept the faith. Can we say that?
Can we say that? I have fought a good fight. I, I want to get to heaven and be able to say, Lord, man, I fought a good fight. I didn't fight a mediocre fight. Or, yeah, I fought sometimes, every now and then. Now I want to be able to say, I fought good. I was faithful. And then he said, I finished my course. Don't quit early. Finish your course. And I have kept the faith. Don't give up. Come on, keep the faith. Stay strong. Endure. Stay focused. Get a goal and let's reach for it. Last verse. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day, and not only to me, but unto all of them that love his appearing. I tell you what, I love to see the purple heart given. I love to see people honored for their sacrifice and for all that. But I'm telling you, church, we're not fighting for a corruptible crown. We're fighting for an incorruptible. We're fighting. He has a crown of righteousness laid up for all of us, not just for a few, but anybody that'll love him and will serve him and will fight for him he said I've got one for all of you just stay faithful don't quit don't give up 